Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is once again my pleasure to share the word of God with you in this fashion. And, uh, you know, we had, we, we had 10 sermons in the series called Foundation. As I told you, the Foundation series, you know, can go on and on and on. Uh, but we have concluded that. And uh, we are going to start a new series, which is more or less a continuation of what we have been speaking. But uh, we are going to precisely look into uh, how this reflects, how the whole message of the triune dance and, uh, you know, the this way of atonement looking at atonement or uh, the whole gospel how we live out this gospel as a community so that's what i'm going to uh, talk in the next few weeks um come with me to hebrews chapter 10 verse 9 it says behold i have come to do your will o god he takes away the first that he may establish the second. So, uh, you know, I've come to do your will. Jesus is telling the Father, I've come to do your will. What is that? To take away the first. To establish Establish the second. This is so important that you understand these things, right? Um, if you understand this, what is to what is to take away the first? What is the removal of the first? And what is the establishing of the second? Right? We all understand it in terms of covenant. Mm, but it is it is not just the covenant it is not just the sacrifice it is the entire order it is the entire order it is the entire system it is a removal of the first system and establishing of the new system new order right uh, that's what the the bible says just Go to the previous chapter, chapter 8, verse, uh, you know, he's talking about the whole tabernacle in chapter 8, how the, it is. it has an outer courtroom and the holies and the holy of holies and what happens in the holy of holies. In the holy of holies, there is this manna and Aaron's resurrection rod, uh, all those things. And then, you know, chapter 9, verse 8. And the Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. Okay. Way to the holiest. He is, when, when he is talking about this, he both, mentions about the holiest of all as the third portion of the tabernacle 
And also in the context, if you read, he is talking about Jesus entering to the holiest of all, which is which is the heaven, which is or the Father's presence, right? Uh, in that's the larger context, and he is saying, as long as the first outer court remains, the you know outer court room and the uh, holiest holy place remains, the way to the holiest of all is not made manifest, and then he says. He takes it and applies it to the true holiest of all, which is the Father's presence, and makes this entire system, entire system, as the first tabernacle. So, as long as this first tabernacle remains, the way to the true holiest of all is not being made manifest. Wow, that's a huge, huge statement to make, right? Uh, the way to the holiest of all is not made manifest as long as the first tabernacle, meaning the first order, still remains. My goodness, let me, let me read that from the Amplified. By this, the Holy Spirit points out, I'm reading from the Amplified. By, the, by this, the Holy Spirit points out that the way into the true Holy of Holies is not yet thrown open as long as the former or the outer portion of the tabernacle remains a recognized institution and is still standing. Did you hear that? As long as a recognized institution of religion stands, the way to the true holiest of all has not been thrown open. When was this written? This was written after the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And what this scripture says is a huge thing. So Jesus, why did Jesus come? Jesus come to remove the first and establish the second. Why? Because as long as the first institution of religion remains, the way to the true holiest of all, which is the presence of the Father, which is where life is, right? Manna doesn't get rotten there. Dead resurrection, dead rod of Aaron comes back to life. Crazy things happen in the presence. That kind of life, you know, life-giving presence, even though whatever Jesus has done, is not thrown open to all as long as the system remains. As long as the religious system remains. And why did Jesus come? Jesus come to remove that system and to establish the new. So let's go back to the gospel. Right, gospel is you know, uh, what is gospel? The gospel is God wanting man to participate of uh, of 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 divine life, right? 
That is what the whole gospel is. Gospel is God wanted man to participate what belongs to God alone. That's what I've been telling for the last few weeks. There are certain things that belongs to God alone. Right? Um, the eternal life, the Zoe life of God, the nature of God, and, you know, the Trinitarian love, the other-centered, self-giving, self-sacrificial love, which is the core of God's being and his life and his nature. All those things belongs to God alone, which is the uncreated reality, right? And God wanted man to partake of it through free will so that man also becomes God kind in that sense, right? And that was represented by the tree of life. Adam and Eve had created life, but the whole uncreated life of God, which belongs to God alone, was represented by the tree of life. And man was supposed to partake of it because he, he did not want to be in, in you know, to, to, to be, what do you say, forced upon mankind. Uh, God always uh, honors man's free will. Therefore, he invited man to be partakers of that divine life, divine nature and everything. But you know the story. So if they had partaken of the tree of life, this is what would have happened. Their entire being would have been swallowed up by the very life of God. Their entire being, their spirit, their soul, their body, uh, their thoughts, everything would have been God kind. You know, they would have been swallowed up by Zoe. That's exactly what would have happened. They would have been swallowed up by Zoe. They would have been swallowed up by the reality of the presence. You know, now they are uh, communicating with God face to face. If they had partaken of the tree of life, God would have dwelt in man and man would have become the dwelling place of God. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? If man had partaken of the tree of life, what would have happened? Absolute union would have happened. Absolute union would have happened. You know, then man would have become the dwelling place of God. God is not outside man, but God dwells in man. Right? Absolute union, dwelling place and we would have become partakers of Zoe life. Right? These things would have happened. We are absolutely in union with the Father. Where the very life of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit becomes our life. We just don't have created life. The uncreated life of God would have become our life. We would have lived by the life of God. And, you know... We would have become the dwelling place of God. God is no longer outside. God is not in the garden. God is not outside. God is not in heaven. But God is in us. That in us would have become a reality. So this would have, what would what is God's heart? God's dream, right? Uh, in creating man. This is God's dream. And man sinned. So instead of man partaking of life, man partook of death. And when man partook of death, this entire, you see, life pulsating, Zoe life pulsating, instead of that reality, he was swallowed up by death. Death became the swallowing up reality of his life. 
and uh, instead of instead of absolute union absolute separation became the reality in his mind his mind got alienated from the zoe of god you know uh, he he was no longer the dwelling you know he, uh, he did not become the dwelling place of god he did not partake of divine life he partook of death so exact opposite things happened so when it happened what did the trinity do what did the trinity do what did the father son and holy spirit do when they saw the creation on the road to ruin on the road to ruin see this is the famous you know athanasius quote which you know says what did the father son and the holy spirit do when they saw the creation on the road to ruin did they give up did they say okay hell with you i will start a new project i'll start uh, you know create a new man but what did what did god say god said no i am not going to give up on you i'm going to pursue you i'm going to uh, follow you and make this dream come to pass this dream of absolute union this dream of you becoming the dwelling place and this dream of we partaking of the divine life has to come to pass right for which what did god do you know god started working through history god started working through history you know god uh worked with you know uh noah god worked with abraham god makes a covenant with them speaks the language that makes sense to him see re- this is the whole thing right this is so important you know i don't want to go in this tangent uh because this will take me to a different thing but i just want to mention so now man is so twisted so uh, alienated and darkened in his understanding to reach him god had to come and speak a language that makes sense to him otherwise he won't even listen otherwise he won't even you know connect so to make a connection god has to come down to his level and speak a language that can make sense to man in his darkness which might be the exact opposite of what god wants to do but still he gets down and speaks his language and starts establishing a connection you know starts get building trust you know and then slowly 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 he shifts and transforms my goodness what a love of the father but that's a problem right when he is doing that when he is saying things when we are hearing things through our own brokenness and when he is coming down to our level and making some statements to make sense to us at that point if we take those things and make it as absolute truth of who god is of who of his nature of his will we are into trouble that's how we do right we read some old testament scriptures and we say oh okay god said it that means that's what god wants no 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 he said so many things that is not you know um matches the truth of his being uh don't get me wrong did god lie no he did not lie it's if if you have a child uh if you have tried explaining any complicated things to your child you you would say things at the kids level of understanding 
but when the kid grows up you might be saying the same thing but in a very different way so that so the intention is not to lie or to cheat but the intention is to get down to the child's level and make a connection at the child's level that's exactly what 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 uh, what god did um so in that way god said okay build a tabernacle i'll meet meet with you there right he he israel they were so broken they were so broken 400 years of slavery you know we are today talking about trauma abuse and all these things can you imagine the kind of abuse that those people would have gone through in egypt right our little brokenness dysfunction in our own fam- family causes our mind to be so broken that we can't relate to people we can't you know have good relationships can you imagine the plight of israelites having gone through such brokenness for generations and abuse and all sorts of things right and god brings them out and kind of you know gets into a marriage covenant with them and she is like an abused lady who is not ready for love who is not ready for love okay so she goes all bizarre on god and god tries to hold on to that relationship but you know she is not ready for such intimacy so broken people for them intimacy is scary intimacy scares the hell out of us right it scares us so much that we we prefer rules over relationship are you getting what i'm saying when you're broken you want to keep people at a distance at a distance you don't want intimacy you just want uh, rules you want to know the boundaries uh, okay tell me where the four walls are okay tell me what the rules are where i have to play the game i should not cross this boundary okay i should not cross this boundary okay this side what about that side okay i'm going to stay here you tell me the rules i'll play by the rules so when i keep the rules you do what you have to do to me if i break the rules then you're free to abuse me because i have broken the rule then i deserve your punishment this is how the whole broken mindset works it prefers systems it prefers rules over this whole thing of an intimate relationship in intimate relationship you need to know the person you need to know the person and and in that knowing experience you know you will know what to do what to say and what not to say it's not a book of do's and don'ts it's very different it's so you are not in control right you are in a relationship it's it means like you are in the flow you are in the relationship you are like in the river you know you have to go where it takes it's not in your hands anymore are you getting what i'm telling and israelites which is a representative of us all the fallen humanity got so scared they're like ah oh, 
near this cannot happen. So God comes down to their level and institutes a system, a system, which is the law, right? Which, which has sacrifices, which has rules, which has do's and don'ts. Uh, he gives them all in detail. And Israel tries to play that game. And it doesn't work. And God knows that it doesn't work. But man doesn't know that it doesn't work. So God says, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. The whole thing goes on and on and on. In fact, even in that system, even in that tabernacle, when come with me to Exodus 19, verse 6, 19, 6, and you, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Right? So Moses was told, go and tell the entire Israel, all 12 tribes, that they would be a kingdom of priests. I want to stay connected with all of them as my people, right? That's where it began, Mount Sinai. It began like that. So when Moses goes up and gets the law and comes down, immediately these guys are on a different tangent. They are into all sorts of things. Moses gets angry, throws the tablets down, right? And, uh, and shouts, who is on the Lord's side? And Levites, the tribe of Levi, comes and stands on the side of Moses and says, we are on the Lord's side. And uh, then crazy things happen. So Moses says, okay, everyone strap your sword and go kill your brother. And these guys go and slash it out. And uh, 3,000 people die. Mm, that's the first Pentecost. The law was given. 3,000 people died. Everybody is super scared. They're like, hoo, 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 hoo. we don't want to do anything with this God. And this, what happens? This mediation. Levitical priesthood. Okay. Uh, Levitical priesthood is instituted. Okay, this tribe will serve. Only this tribe can go inside the tabernacle. Only uh, the more, you know, mm, high priest can enter. All the system is formed. Others, okay, you just give us the rules. You give us the do's and don'ts. We'll keep it all good. Keep it safe. And we will play this game. And this, go, this goes on and on and on. And even there, it's, it's still mobile, right? There is still some sense of mobility to it. There is still some sense of flexibility to it. Okay, in the garden, it was super spontaneous. It was super spontaneous. And then in the tabernacle, the spontaneous, there is some sense of restriction to it, but still it was spontaneous in the sense the cloud will move, cloud will move whenever the cloud moves, they remove the whole tent and they go pitch the tent and it, they are going on and on and on. And finally, um, what happens? This uh, David guy comes and says, oh, uh, I'm living in houses of Sedar. God cannot live in uh, animal skins, tabernacle. I have to build something for God. 
when the Solomon's temple is built. Even at that time, God is asking, did I ask anyone? Did I ask you guys? Why you have not built me anything? And did I ever ask anything to anyone? Uh, because see, dwelling in tabernacle or dwelling in, you know, buildings is never God's heart. It's never God's heart. And uh, anyway, just like any other thing, God came down to his level, to, to man's level, started playing that game, you know, mm, the grandeur of the temple, everything was built. Yes, the glory did, glad, did glory come upon um, the tabernacle of Moses? Yes. Uh, did glory come in Solomon's temple? Oh, yes, it did come. Okay. But again, what happens? Even though glory comes, the system takes over. The system always tries to manage glory. And when the system tries to manage the glory, glory eventually leaves. Because glory cannot be managed. Glory cannot be manipulated. Glory cannot be misused and abused any system that becomes rigid cannot handle the new wine of god whenever we are trying to institutionalize god's move by controlling it it fades away that's how every move of god has gone okay i don't want to jump but how many times do you find, you know, like the one that we read in Chronicles, while, you know, the priest could not enter and stand and do their work when the glory showed up? How many times do we read? Not much. Because it is not fun, right? You know, you build everything and you have your dress, you have everything, you want to do this, you want to do that. And the glory of God shows up and you're not able to do your thing. <laughs> all dressed up ready to go but you're not able to move kind of a thing and we honestly think we would like something like that we would like it once in a while but we would not like it forever because we want to show what we can do the human flesh the pride is so much that it always wants to show what it can do for God. So the system, by the time Jesus comes into picture, this whole system has become super demonic. Right? With the whole Pharisees, Sadducees, High Priest, Anna, Caiaphas, Oh, synagogue, this and that. It has become a place of business. It has become, you know, like any institution. It has become institution, meaning organized religion. By the time Jesus came, it was not a meeting place with God, right? It has become an institution. It has become an organized religion. When it becomes an institution and an organized religion, 
it's all about cash credit and control mm. it's about money 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 it's about you know seats number of heads and dollars oh yeah oh yeah um god instituted the sacrifice right and this the certain portion of sacrifice the levites live from the sacrifice the when the levites live from the sacrifice right so what these guys started doing was they started they have to check the lamb okay they have to check the lamb and they have to sacrifice the lamb and they have to eat from the lamb okay so their whole system of living is the what what did i say there is one group right levitical priesthood so their money is involved in this whole system are you getting what i'm saying so they said okay ah uh, let's do this business because since we have to check the lamb let's bring these whole lamb business into this building itself okay and who i will allow to have a shop inside or not you might be familiar with such things if you are part of institution and organized religion who can have the shop who can put this thing who can do this thing who can do that oh okay i will check this lamb oh this is not good you are not good enough to come and keep the lamb uh, kadai or shop inside the whole thing are you getting what i'm saying slowly cash credit and control starts taking over money starts taking over so now the whole system becomes babylon or the world or demonic but what is god's heart god's heart is here right here participation zoe life union god's life becoming your life having encounters and with that thing becoming stewards of this massive earth becoming priests see in one sense garden of eden was the temple right and adam and eve were the priests of god kingly priests royal priesthood you can say it that way heaven and earth meets there temple is where heaven and earth meets so the garden of eden was the temple of god and uh, they were the priests of god they were the royal priesthood they had dominion meaning kingdom and priesthood both were there and uh, and what they were called to do expand this whole reality to the earth expand the garden reality over the entire earth that was their job agenda so that's god's heart that's god's dream and that got you know uh, twisted by man's choice then then this whole history unfolds in which god is working in history to bring that image 
to bring that sense of connection of heaven on earth, God meeting with man. You know, that's what that's what is happening. But system takes over. Every time there is a move, there is a system taking over, system taking over, system taking over. As systems takes over, you know, and cash, credit and control starts operating the whole thing, we are into trouble. So in this scenario, when such a thing was happening, see, this was just a dream of God. Man never partook of the tree of life. So this reality never became a reality. This, this God's dream never became a reality. No man partook of Zoe life. No man had the indwelling presence. Even throughout entire history after that, you know, God would come upon Holy Spirit would come upon Samuel, come upon Moses, come upon, but nobody became the dwelling place. Nobody could because they were all part of the old creation. They were part of the fallen humanity. So God, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit just came upon people, accomplished his purposes, but never dwelt in anyone. In such a scenario, what happens? The miracle of incarnation happens and the miracle of incarnation happens and the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in the flesh of Jesus. The word becomes flesh. My goodness. Come with me to John chapter one. New King James says, you know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word dwelt there is tabernacle among us. It is the tabernacle. Young's literal translation. See, Young's literal translation is they just literally translate uh, the Greek. It might not have a proper English structure to it, but it will just a literal translation. That's called Young's literal translation. If you see that, and the word became flesh and did tabernacle among us. Okay. So the word became flesh and tabernacled among us. So that was the true tabernacle of God, not the tabernacle of Moses or not the temple of Solomon, but the word became flesh and he tabernacled among us, right? He is the first man now to possess Zoe life, to possess, you know, uh, the spirit, fullness of the spirit, to possess divine nature. And here he lives on the earth. My goodness, the dream of God was revealed in the person of Jesus. The word became flesh and tabernacled among us. He, he became the mobile tabernacle. And whatever was happening when in the most holy place. Life was manifesting in the most holy place, right? Manna did not rot, dead rot become to life. All those things happened by people touching Jesus, touching Jesus, touching the hem of his garment. Through his word, life started manifesting. My goodness. That, what happened? This reality. This entire system got threatened. This entire system got threatened because now there is a guy 
who is a mobile mobile tabernacle people are meeting with god in jesus if you have seen me you have seen the father huh? oh what about this temple what about that mountain what about this mountain oh what about you know you you bringing a sacrifice you know when jesus looked at one guy paralytic guy he looked at him and said son your sins are forgiven right take up your bed and walk when he said your sins are forgiven people got pharisees got so angry he said who are you to forgive sins only god alone can forgive sins why yes god alone can forgive but why are those guys getting angry because they are the agents right so they are the agents who are distributing the forgiveness of god you come show me your thing oh i will decide whether your sin is forgiven or not based on you know how much money you give me for the lamb and all these things the whole system has become corrupt corrupt okay cash credit and control has taken over the system it has become demonic yeah. okay and they are abusing people so in the time of jesus what was standing between a true encounter with god and man what was standing what was standing was it um you know we often think it's devil right yeah it's devil but devil has to work through someone right over in john chapter 10 verse 10 says it's a very famous uh, thing the thief does not come except to steal kill and destroy mm who is a thief devil mm hmm just go few verses up and see right was one most assuredly i say to you he who does not enter the sheep fold by the door but climbs up some other way the same is a thief and a robber but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hears his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out okay and uh Verse 7 Then Jesus said to them again Most assuredly I say to you I am the door of the sheep all who ever came before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not hear them I am the door if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out in and out and find pasture the thief does not come except to steal kill and destroy so who is a thief all those who came before me are thieves and robbers so he was talking about the system he was talking about this system and said hey all these guys who are running the system are thieves and robbers and they were standing between a true encounter between god and man so that's why the system wanted to remove jesus are you understanding what i'm saying what did jesus say beware of herod and pharisee this is religion uh, this is political and this is religion so the religion and political both systems operate by cash credit and control both operates on the same principles 
the elite few controls the masses. The elite few controls the masses. And they never like to be challenged. They never like the common man to be empowered. So Jesus comes and threatens the entire system. So much so, he goes inside the temple, stands there. John chapter 2, uh, verse 13. Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. When he had made a whip of cards, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changes money and overturned the tables. And he said to those who sold doves, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Then his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. So the Jews answered and said to him, what sign do you show to us since you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. <laughs> Crazy, right? He goes inside the system, challenges the system and says, in three days, I will build a temple. And he was speaking about his body. He was speaking about his body. He was speaking about the ecclesia. And on the third day, he rose again and he ascended. And when he ascended, he received the promise of the Father and poured upon all flesh. And what happened? Wow. Are you guys ready? What happened? This thing happened. The original dream of God, the original dream of God, which is God in man, which is Man partaking of life, man having communion with God, unhindered communion, absolute union, partaking of Zoe, partaking of reality, absolute union, dwelling place. All the dream of God got fulfilled at the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When the law was given, this thing brought death. 3000 people died when that system got uh, inaugurated. The first Pentecost, 3,000 people died. But when the Spirit was poured, the real Pentecost, 3,000 people received life. Received life. And now, there is not one Jesus as mobile tabernacle. Now there are... Everywhere mobile tabernacle. There is not one person with whom you can meet with God. Now, everybody who has a spirit in them, who has Christ in them as a hope of glory, has become a mobile tabernacle and they were able to get in touch with the reality of God. And they went around sharing how Christ is in everyone. And they started awakening to the reality of who Christ is in them. And they were powerful, powerful, literally powerful. Walking in the reality of resurrection, reality of relationship. So what, what, what was this Ecclesia all about? Reality of resurrection and reality of relationship. Okay, 
they were in the reality of the relationship of the father son and the holy spirit they were in the reality of the relationship of one another community living and they were in the reality of resurrection reality right zoe life so they were walking like this and this is how the church flourished and both the religious and the political system started persecuting them and they were not able to stop they were not able to stop no matter which king which caesar nero the worst emperor of the roman empire he came tried to shut it down anna and caiphas tried to shut it down nobody could stop it because reality they were walking in reality they were not part of a religious system so these guys what happened they walked out of the system they walked out of this temple right these guys left this system left the system came out persecuted by the system but they had reality they were just gathering in the houses they were just gathering in in over meals and the meal became christ you know it was the communion meal and they were believing oh my goodness we are partaking of the same meal we are partaking of the same body we are the same body and every thing every every socio political you know um, uh division was removed in christ what see what was uh, what was there uh, jew gentile male female uh free slave that means rich poor ethnic division gender based division and social economic status division jew gentile see a jew can never imagine of inviting a gentile to his home and having a meal with him that's what this system did the previous system made them so corrupt made them so corrupt where they were seeing other people as dogs as dogs the us and them mentality male and female rich and the poor free and the born slave all those division you know was removed was removed was removed what is jew and gentile it's a circumcision and the uncircumcision right that's a jew and a gentile what happens come with me to galatians chapter 6 verse 15 for in christ galatians chapter 6 verse 15 for in christ look at that for in christ jesus in christ jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation but a new creation come with me to ephesians chapter chapter 2 verse 14 for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law commandments contained in ordinances as to create in himself one new man from the two thus making peace uh and that he might reconcile them both to god in one body through the cross thereby putting to death the enmity 
And he came and preached peace to you who were afar and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. My goodness. Are you guys seeing that? So every division got removed. The enmity between us and them, the Republicans and Democrats, and the left and the right, and this and that, all divisions are gone in Christ Jesus because Jesus came and took everyone in a bear hug. He took everyone in a bear hug to the presence of the Father. So through him, see, through Jesus, we both, whatever, whichever side of the line you are there, you might be on the Jew side or the Gentile side, we both, everyone have the same access by one spirit to the Father. This is what he told, Jesus told, right, to the uh, Samaritan woman, Samaritan woman. Disciples were shocked that Jesus even speaking to a Samaritan woman, even she herself was shocked. You being a Jew, how are you talking to me? How will you drink water from me? So he struck a conversation with her, you know, and finally said, hey, not in this mountain, not on that mountain. Those who worship the Father shall worship in spirit and in truth. This will become a reality. Okay, this went on and on and on, on. Two centuries, third century. <laughs> right back into the system. Right back into the system. Right back into organized religion again. And ever since, whatever happened, whatever happened, right? The whole thing went into dark ages, right? Years and years, centuries and centuries of dark ages. Whenever systems are formed, especially, you know, after the third century, when it became a Christian religion, right? State religion. The whole thing was about going to heaven, which was never the case. Even in Jewish eschatology, it was not about going to heaven. You know, it was kingdom on earth. It was a political kingdom for them. But Jesus comes, you know, bring the reality. He brings the reality of the kingdom in a very different way to what they were expecting. But then after the third century, Everything became heaven and hell. Okay, what should I do to go to heaven? Okay, you have to do these things. Confess your sin. You know, get, give money. Get this chit from us. And we start building our temples and steeples. So cash, credit control, everything starts happening. And then Martin Luther comes. Reformation happens. Okay. When Luther had some light and revelation, what did the system do? Take him out. Take him out. He was pushed out and when he pushed, when he was pushed and when he started gaining gathering and everything and when systems were created to manage the so-called move, what did we have? Again, Protestant system. Protestant system again became rigid. It became so rigid. The, the whole slavery movement and everything was very much entrenched within the church. Blacks were not allowed inside the church. Apartheid was crazy happening in the church. 
and in the azusa street they did not allow william seymour into the church because he was a black so he had to go to a horse stable at the other end of the street right and he goes there with his friends and he prays going after the reality of god holy spirit was poured where where was the holy spirit poured first was was he poured on the system no was he poured uh, upon the people who were celebrating day of pentecost in the temple no it was poured on people outside the system are you getting what i'm saying and the move always happens outside the system and azusa became pentecostal movement became and then we start to manage the whole move with the system now we have the pentecostal denomination and then you have the charismatic and then you have the independent father self but no matter what has happened i want you guys to know we are all still part of the same system we are still part of the same system and when we are part of the same system see okay what is god's heart god's heart is man being the dwelling place flesh being the dwelling place of god then absolute union then what else partaking zoe life then priesthood everybody can serve god everybody can access god priesthood of all believers right this this is god's heart when the system comes what happens flesh is not the dwelling place building is the dwelling place it's not absolute union the whole model operates from the paradigm of separation union is not the paradigm separation is the paradigm it separates everything it separates god and man it even separates you into the good you and to the bad you and it separates world you know, work sacred secular uh, you know full time full time everything is separated so this thing happens in the paradigm of separation so do we have life no you are alienated from life you are alienated from life priesthood of all believers no only special people okay are you guys wanting no matter what system it is stop any system that is not you know functioning in this paradigm but it is going into this is is uh, is is now let me read hebrews 8 okay this is the former system this is the old order 
this is the old order right this is okay let's 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 read let's conclude with where we started chapter 8 verse 11 he's talking about the new covenant none shall teach his neighbor none his brother saying know the lord for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. In that, when he says the new covenant, in that he says the new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. The first obsolete. And what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. It is ready to vanish away. So this was said, book of Hebrews was written before the destruction of the temple. Okay. Keep that in mind. So the system has become old. It has become obsolete. It is ready to vanish away. Why? Because chapter 9 verse 8, this Holy Spirit indicating this, the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first order still remains. So when as long as this thing remains, the way to the holiest of all you know, accessing the Father in the Spirit through the Jesus, even though it is there, it is not thrown open to everyone. It's not thrown open to everyone because as long as the first order remains. Chapter 10. Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. Verse 9. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. Chapter 12, 26. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he is promising yet once more, I will not only shake the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of the things that are being shaken. So what is ready to be removed? The former things, old obsolete things ready to vanish away. So I'm going to shake heaven and earth. I told you, right? Heaven and earth meets in temple, tabernacle. Okay. I'm going to shake heaven and earth and this is going to be removed that are being shaken as of the things that are made, the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with the reverence and godly fire, a godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. <gasps> so God is a consuming fire and he wants to remove this thing. He wants to remove this thing. He wants to remove the veil. He wants to remove the old. He wants to remove the thing. He wants to establish the new. What is the new? All shall know me. I will put my spirit within them. I will give them a new heart which can know me. I will be a father to them. And they shall be sons and daughters to me. That's the new. That we can cry out, Abba, Father. We have the spirit of adoption within us. Crying out, Abba, Father. That we can know the Father. That's the new. But why is that way to the holiest of all? Such an access is not thrown open because the system remains. God is shaking the systems. God is judging systems everywhere because the kingdom is about to be manifested in full-blown glory. And I'm telling you, when, when the kingdom appears in full-blown glory, Man-made systems will crumble and fall. Will crumble and fall. 
And that's why the whole warning, the entire New Testament warning is not a warning of going to hell. The entire New Testament warning is about come out of the system because the system will crush. The system will be removed. The system will be removed. The system will be judged. Don't stay in the system. Come into the reality of who God is. Come into the reality of relationship. My goodness, in his body, we have already have access to the father. There is much to say about these things, but I'll uh, finish it now. And we'll continue the conversation as we go further. In this concept, right, if you read the book of Revelation, it will make more sense. Because whatever you find in the uh, book of Revelation, it is just removal of the former. I told you, right, uh, when God brought Israel out, he married her into a covenant. But she was the unfaithful bride. So she became the harlot. Okay, the former sister became the harlot. And the city... The city, Jerusalem, became like Sodom and Gomorrah and Egypt. Jerusalem, right? So the harlot, Sodom and Gomorrah, Babylon, the great harlot. That's the system of the world. The religious system and the political system together. So this entire thing is the former and this is the removal of these things. And what was unveiled? The bride of Christ was unveiled. That is the city of God, where God himself dwells among them. Sun shall no longer be their light. I see no temple, for God himself is a temple. For God himself is their dwelling place. For God himself. So, so that if you read the book of Revelation like that, it makes, oh, now we need not try to find out oh, who is the beast, who is the, who is that? You know, it's a spirit, religious, political spirit. And that systems will be judged. And the followers of the Lamb will be persecuted by them. But when they stay faithful, the kingdom will come through self-sacrificial love, not through political power, not through manipulation, not through... See, Jesus did not go and kill Caesar and sit as the king and rule the world. That's what Israelites were expecting. They were expecting a political clash and the kingdom of God to take over like that. And Jesus said no to it. If he said no to it 2000 years ago, he is going to say to it even now. Say no to it now. He's not going to change his mind now to get into such political system and play the game. No, how God's kingdom comes is not through these systems of the world, but through self-sacrificial love by, by, by a group of people who are living from a different reality. That's what I'm going to teach you. Uh, because what matters is new creation. For this new order, you have to learn to live from new creation. You cannot live from the old creation and try to operate in the kingdom. The old creation is always drawn through this old system. It's a new creation that will empower you to live in the new covenant. And which is the kingdom of God. Let's pray. See, gospel is so good. And we need to thank God that we live in a time where we are having light in the body of Christ. Rather than being stuck in religion. See, no matter what you go through, what's happening, 
there is always an inner longing, right? There ought to be more. Oh, three, four songs, two slow songs, Sunday after Sunday, some service. You're not created for that. You're created for more than that. You're created for reality of relationships, reality of resurrection, reality of Zoya life, to carry God wherever you go, to live from that place as a son and a daughter. That's what you're created for. Don't settle down for anything less. Don't settle down for anything less. Jesus shed his blood. His body was broken so that we can enter into such a place of union where nothing of us will be outside his reconciliation. But all of our brokenness is taken together in the broken body of Jesus. And in him we are transformed and reconciled and made new. And we have a new heart to know him as father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Yeah. So now, why do we give? We don't give because we are manipulated. We don't give because we are afraid of being thrown out of the church. We don't give because God will strike us down. Uh, we are not giving because God will send the destroyer to destroy our finances. No, 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 no. He is a father. He is a father. He takes care of us all. He loves us. And he has given us to be a blessing to others. And we are here to bless others. And that's why we give. We give because of generosity. We give because we have God's DNA. We, be, we give because God's nature uh, in us. And see, um, I'm having a great plan for the Christmas service. I will keep you posted soon. You know, I will make the announcement in the coming weeks of how we are going to celebrate Christmas this year. And uh, yeah, can't wait. Um, we are uh, uh, the project, you know, um, the uh, life of project building project is going on thanks for all the prayers thanks for all the generosity um, out of the two crores you know we have uh, achieved the target of one crore in the last few months and god has been super faithful right thank you for all your generous giving and work is going on one more crore the same way god has been faithful for the first crore i'm sure he is faithful for the second crore and as we rest in him you know he does the work he, 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 he talks to people, so many people, so many people, right? So many people have generously given because God has put it in your heart. So if God has put in your heart, you are free to partner with the vision. See, the building is never the vision. The building is never the vision. Building facilitates the vision. It's so important. No system by itself, structures by itself is not demonic. But when we start serving the system, when we start serving the structure rather than the system and the structure serving us, that's where things go wrong. Right? So God bless you. See you all soon.